Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, the weekly podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. I'm Corbu Status. I'll be your host this week and going forward. This week, we are joined by women's hockey coach Joel Johnson. It's been a really big year professionally for Coach Johnson. He takes over two programs, one that's building and another one that has had a lot of success on a worldwide stage. Johnson came to the University of St. Thomas from the University of Minnesota, where he spent 11 years as an assistant and an associate head coach. And he also became the head coach for Team USA Women's Hockey Olympic Team. We talked to him about what it's like to be the head coach for both St. Thomas and Team USA. We take a deep dive inside, coming up on this week's Tommy Talks. The decision to come to St. Thomas and build a Division One program, leaving a program that had six national titles where you, while you were there, that's a decision to leave success, to go to the unknown. What led you to St. Thomas, made you to decide to take the job? Well, first and foremost, you know, having been, you know, from the Twin Cities area, St. Thomas was not a foreign brand to me. Uh, you know, went to school at Bethel, which at the time was in the same conference in, as St. Thomas. And actually, I think I played baseball against our athletic director at one point in time. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, so, so I, I know the university, the profile that it has, the, the recognition that it has, and, and the decision for them was sometimes for the outsider not a matter of, of if but just when. The, the decision was going to be to go to Division One, And so when that happened, it had been honestly on, on the radar for a lot of people like me for, for a long time. And so it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a hard decision to say, hey, this is a place I think we can we can build a program. It doesn't matter what sport. Um, yeah. I just think St. Thomas has such a unique profile. So, um, you know, the success that, that I was fortunate enough to be a part of at the University of Minnesota um, was awesome. But I can also point back to the success I had coaching men's and women's sports at Bethel and 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 think of that as well. The opportunity that St. Thomas offers is unique in the fact that uh, it's got the resources, the profile that I think uh, fits a, a real a real exciting future. Were you itching to become a head coach? Had that been something that you'd been wanting for a long time? Not necessarily. I People have asked me that a long time. There had been opportunities... Um, that had come prior to, to this one, and uh, and it just was then it w- wasn't the right fit. I, I looked at where my family was and, and where I was and, and my wife and I and, and you know kind of life, and I've never it's never been about hockey. It's never been about you know my career. It's been about what's what's the best decision for us as a family going forward. And and I think that that's what all of a sudden perfect storm and boom it was obvious. Perfect storm in a lot of ways because not only do you take the St. Thomas job this year, but now you're coaching Team USA. I guess it was last year at this point. I mean, that's a big, big year. A lot of changes. Yeah, you know, and, and all unexpected. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've shared. People have asked, did, "Did you ever think this would happen?" And I've I've said, "No." I, you know, the, the opportunity to coach uh, at the Olympic level is is something that if you try to if you try to aim for it, I don't think you hit it. I think that the, the, the thing that I've shared is I've always appreciated and felt like it was a privilege every time I've had the opportunity to represent Team USA in any capacity. And that goes back in you know 1999, 2000, 
I was pushing pucks at a development camp for 15-year-olds, and I loved it. And I've, I, I still have that, that uh, you know, the, the warm-up, the, the, the uniform that they gave me, and, and I still have it in my closet. It was, it was the greatest thing ever. I felt like it was the, hu- you know, the most important, hugest honor I could ever have. And I shared that with our team, you know, when we when we made our announcement, uh, you know, officially for the Olympic team, and and I, I stole this quote from somebody else. But you know, when you treat what's special at spe- as special, it, it stays that way, um, and, and you have to see it that way. And, and I, I love the fact that I get to, to represent it, and I feel the same way about St. Thomas. Can you still fit into that uh, warm up suit? I I actually can because back then yeah. they, they were you, you wore it a lot bigger right. back then a medium was yeah, like a large no, correct yeah no <laughs> i my daughter said something funny to me the other day uh when she was you know asking for something and she's in college now and and she was looking for some clothing and i said well i've got one of those in my closet and she said dad if you wore it the first time you can't wear it the second time <laughs> and i thought okay good to know but i said i've got the same flannel that you're looking to wear right <laughs> you know? like it's the same thing it is free it's right in my you know yeah. but uh but she called me on it so that's all right <laughs> all right well let's talk about your building the roster for the saint thomas for this season because you had plenty of players available to you but you also still wanted to upgrade the roster a little bit uh, tell us a little bit about your philosophy yeah when when uh when our you know when i was hired there was a good staff uh that had, had built a, a nice roster for the season so we didn't tinker with that at all we didn't make any changes and that was intentional we, we just said hey we're gonna see what we've got and as we've gotten into it we've been so impressed with the players we've had we have on our roster and we also knew that because of the recruiting cycle in, in women's hockey in particular, you're you're two years out. And so we weren't going to panic and, and look to the transfer portal or anything like that. We were just going to kind of see what where things were at and, and kind of assess what are our needs. And so our focus was really building towards the future. And um, and I was a, candidly, I was a little worried about what that meant in the first year and the second year. But, uh, but it's been fun to watch our group in this year and I and we've got some some opportunities next year with some great recruits um, to build on that foundation and then really target you know two three years from now as where I think we'll really start to to make some strides. You have three seniors remaining from that team's uh, D three national semifinal appearance in 2019: Aaron Cooley, Anna Erickson, Anna Solheim. What does that experience and success bring to this year's version? Yeah, you know, all three of them have brought, uh, and I didn't know any of them. You know, I remember the names from sure. just being around around the sport. But, you know, all three of those players have been remarkable in terms of their leadership. Uh, Anna Erickson is somebody who has surprises everybody every day. Um, right, about, right about the time you think, I don't know, you know, is this the right fit? Boom, she splashes and makes an incredible play. In particular, on the weekend, in a game against somebody that she's supposed to not make that play against, right. and has a huge impact for us. You know, Aaron Cooley, my favorite. You know, she's been a backstop for us in practice and games. She's a player who doesn't complain. She, you know, we're trying to get her new equipment, and she's not complaining. Meanwhile, she's got a glove that she's hurting her hand every time she tries to make a glove save. Doesn't complain, and meanwhile, she's she's counted on every day. Um, to be the best that she can be and my favorite thing about her is you know there's one time that that she she looked a little emotional at a pregame skate early on and and uh you know one of our staff kind of addressed to say everything okay and she just said i can't believe this unique opportunity this is amazing and she wasn't sad she was so excited right you know and and solar is is a captain i mean she's wearing the c for us and 
has led on the ice with her play, but also in a really tough spot trying to, you know, people say, well, how is it as a coaching staff, you know, going from division three to division one? And I say, I don't know, but I can't imagine how tough it is as a player and as a leader of those players where, where she's just done a fantastic job leading players who came here expecting a division three experience and also some freshmen that have come in expecting a division one experience. And she has led, um, just in a remarkable way. Because it is a different experience, right? I mean, all the way around from the amount of time expected to the amount of time that just not it's not the level of play. It's the level of experience and commitment off the field as well. Yeah, and, and that's that's the that's the unique part is, you know, the first week when, when all of a sudden, the, you know, the, 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 the players that were here in the past didn't start practice until third week in October. Now we're starting the first week of school. Right. Um, you know, we're going on the road. We're, we're having academic expectations and six o'clock a.m. Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, in the weight room. And and that's where I, I give so, such a, a, a huge amount of credit to, to you know, our leaders. And, and like I mentioned, Solar and, and others, just just for saying, hey, we have no idea what we're going into, but we're going to embrace it and we're going to love it. And that, that's my favorite part about our team. People ask me all the time, you know, you, you, you work with Team USA in the morning and you work with st thomas in the afternoon when you can you know how does that work and i, I say I, lo- I love going to the rink at st thomas in the afternoon because there's such an, a genuine enthusiasm there is a joy there's a spirit about them that i, I it just makes me look forward to going to the rink every day 100 percent. even if you are in the wcha which is a great footprint for for st thomas but man it's a really tough conference. What, four of the eight teams are in the top seven in the national rankings. I mean, how do you even begin to approach that kind of challenge? You know, I, I think the the good news is um, myself and, and our, one of our other coaches, Bethany Browsen, you know, we, we've played their coach there. And so we're not going to feel sorry for ourselves. You know, we've told our players, you, you know, the other day we, we played, you know, we, we started off on the road against, I think, the at the time second or third rank Ohio State you know we take a you know a trip down to Columbus and and we just said hey what a what a cool opportunity yeah. you know and and so we've treated it that way um it doesn't last forever because if you want to win right um, <laughs> you know so but I think our players are starting to understand you know that the fact that whether they're they're you know we're playing a, a in Wisconsin who's ranked one or a an Ohio State ranked whatever, you know, or or anybody in our league, it's a tough weekend. And so what we think is if we can climb the ladder and get to three, four, five in our conference, that's an automatic national, you know, implication. You know, just like a a power five when you talk about football or, or basketball, women's basketball, men's basketball, and volleyball, football, you know, so, so we feel like as we get closer and we don't think it's that far away, when we can climb the ladder in the WCHA, not only are you really impressed with your ranking in the league, but you know, it's going to automatically mean you're, you're recognized nationally. Yeah. Cause fourth place in the WCHA could be number seven in the country. Yep. All right. So you, you talked a little bit about what that first game was like on September 24th at Ohio state. How about the first win? on October 2nd that comes against Bemidji State what was the feeling like for you and for the team you know I I just remember as the game went on kind of kind of thinking hey I think we have a chance to win we're, we're playing well we're getting good goaltending we're defending well Bemidji's an incredibly tough team to play against because they do the same thing they defend well 
you know, they capitalize on chances. And, and then all of a sudden we, you know, we get a timely goal. And then it starts to become, uh-oh, you know, we, we might have a chance. Right. And uh, from that point on, I don't remember a whole lot other than, you know, <laughs> finally the, the buzzer goes. And, and I just remember kind of just kind of leaning back on the, the back wall of the bench and saying, wow, this yeah. is pretty special. You, you look a little emotional, right? Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. No, I yeah. and I, I, you know, I wear it on my sleeve all the time. I, I got in the room and and told the players, um, you know, I said this is a moment that nobody can take away. Right. You know, players have played for St. Thomas for years. Um, players will play for years after this, but this is a moment that this group. You know, we didn't take a photo on or anything, but but they, I I told him I said capture this here because this will be a moment that nobody can take away from you, and and it was a special time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that uh, the rest of the campus and throughout the athletic department it was a special uh, special thing for them as well. That's got to be fun to experience that where everybody is going through this at the same time, and everybody really is rooting for each other. Yeah, it, that's that was you know one of the. The neat parts about it is, um, you know, and I'm I'm brand new. You know, I get hired in June, and and with with the pandemic and and you know the transition of our department, you know, it's been difficult. In in my position, also coaching with Team USA, it's been difficult to to kind of establish some of the traditional friendships and relationships with other staff members. But I can't tell you, you know, I think every coach in the department either texted or called or sent an email. Hey, congrats, and and that's that's where you know it's a special place and that's again going back to the the original thought on St. Thomas that's what you know when you when you've got a small campus feel you've got a a unique a, a really unique profile um it was special and whether it's our athletic director or you know, our associate athletic director or you know a football or basketball coach or a volleyball or a soccer coach or a golf coach it was it was fun to to kind of trade trade uh you know congratulations and and then it's gone back the other way you know i've been right. following their programs and and seeing some of the first wins or first successes or practices or involvements and uh and and i'm excited to follow everybody as we go forward okay so small campus but uh, it'll be a big stage for you coming up next month with a team usa so it has been a lot for you right you, you take over st thomas now all of a sudden you're taking over team usa how do you balance these two things you're everywhere yeah i think there's well there's three easy answers to that question because <laughs> i've had it before but the first is uh, my family you know my wife and my kids have been have, have given me the the privilege and the opportunity to do this and i can't do it without them I, i've shared before my you know my wife Shannon was was also a, a college athlete and a, and a high school coach, and so she understands the the life of being in in major college athletics. Uh, and and then the other two, you know, the staff that I have with Team USA, you know, Courtney Kennedy is somebody who is one of our assistant coaches, and I've had the privilege to coach her way back in the day and coach against her. She's at Boston College, and Brian Pothier and Steve Thompson and Nick Walters, and and we've just got such a great group. So, you know, when I'm not there, uh, I'm not worried. And then at St. Thomas in particular, and, and probably um, second only to my family, you know, Bethany Browsen is, is our acting head coach, and she's somebody that, again, I, I coached uh, I coached her when she was at Minnesota, and then I coached with her at Minnesota, and she has just absolutely crushed it and been unbelievable. Uh, she's one of the most gifted people I know, not just from a hockey point of view, but a relatable person and an influencer of, of in particular, uh, the next generation of female athletes. So I think when it comes to mentorship, 
Um, Bethany is at the top of the list. And then, you know, Marty Sertich, who his hockey profile speaks for himself. We always make fun of Marty because he's getting inducted into Hall of Fames every other weekend. And, <laughs> you know, as a former Hobie Baker winner. And, and Ellie <coughs> Borgstrom is, uh, you know, an All-American here at, from St. Thomas a few years ago. So our staff here at St. Thomas is just remarkable. So I just don't I don't worry when I'm gone. I wish I was here. I'm jealous. Right. You know, when I get the I get the email updates or I get a, you know, a voice text or a, you know, a, a, I'm copying on a message. I'm like, "Oh, bummer I missed that." But uh but that's the answer. It, you know, it's been a whirlwind. It's been crazy. To be honest, I I can't wait till it's over. Um <laughs> hopefully with with success everywhere, but uh but that's the, the the people that are have been around me in particular have been, have made it worth it. Well, it is culminating here soon, but it's been a quick turnaround because it was you were named the head coach in April. Talk a little bit about that process and, and what it meant to be named the head coach. Yeah, a little bit of a surprise. Uh, Bob Corkum, who was uh, the the in the role of head coach, uh, stepped away for some personal reasons, and and all of a sudden he, here I was and and I asked to to step into that role, and I. You know, it, as I mentioned, I, it's never something that I've had a, uh, on the bucket list. It's been something certainly you aspire to maybe put yourself in a position for, but certainly never thought it would happen. Um, and so from that point on, it's been an adjustment of, okay, now how does that, how does my role look different now as the head coach and trying to make sure that I, that I do things the right way on behalf of the players, on behalf of the players that have come before uh, on behalf of everybody that supports the U.S. national team program, just want to make sure we're doing it the right way. Is there a balance of, I don't know, maybe pressure because this team has had so much success and you want to continue that, but also a balance of, I don't have to worry about them because they you have how many, 15 returning Olympians? They know what needs to be done. Yeah, it, it it's a huge privilege. You know, I look at our, our leaders and all of the leaders on our team, Kendall Coins, our captain, and, and, you know, Hillary Knight and Lee Steckland, Brianna Decker, those are players that I either coached for or coached against in college and have known them for a long time. So uh, it, it it certainly made it a lot easier. Um, I remember, the you know, when we had the meeting and, and found out I was going to be head coach, Casey Bellamy, who's since retired, and, and a few other veterans were there. And, and I just said, I'm going to try to continue to be the same person I always have been and they just said that's all we need, and and it wasn't uh, it wasn't something that it was a a compliment or a, you know they weren't ripping they were just saying right. listen we got this we just, we just just keep us on the tracks you know and and uh, and I think that's been our goal as a coaching staff with with Team USA is just let the players go because we know um, that there's a lot of talented teams but we don't look down or up at anybody we feel like we're pretty solid. What's that rivalry like with Canada? I think it's one of the best rivalries in sports. One one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, for people that don't know it, when you in if you if you're able to participate, even watch a game, you can kind of sense it, you can see it, um, and it's one of the things that that makes women's hockey a real unique and a special piece of the Olympic experience. And uh, and I can't wait to see it happen again. Um, you know, there's other good teams too. Finland, you know, Swiss are good. I, I know that because we've got a, a few on the St. Thomas roster. And yeah. And uh, but but yeah, there, there's nothing quite like, um, you know, a full building with with Team USA and and, and Team Canada. Um, it's it's pretty fun. A couple more for you before we let you go. You you mentioned having a couple of of foreign players. It, do you ever feel that conflict because you are recruiting foreign players, but you're the head coach of Team USA and also players that you are coaching against are on that squad as well 
Yeah, it, you know, it, it is kind of weird. I always tell people I put my I put my hat on every day, and I will tell people in my interaction with them, "Here's the hat I'm wearing today." Right. I'm I'm the Team USA coach on this conversation, and so I want you to hear it that way. Um, and I've never had a problem with it. You know, our our two Swiss players, Nicole and, and Saskia, um, you know, they 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 gave me a nice good luck gift. Um, you know, for Christmas and also said, we're going to try to beat you. And I said, well, good, because I'm going to try to beat you. Right. And, you know, I've, I've coached, you know, other players that are U- U.S. players that play for other college teams. And I've coached other Canadian players that are on my team that I've coached. And I think that the unique part about coaching is when you're on it and in in the room together, if you have a great relationship, you're on the same page. And that allows you then to see each other on the opposite bench and say, hey, I love you, but I'm going to punch you in the face right now and try to beat you the best that we can. And I think that's what makes that rivalry so so incredible is when you when you watch it at its best, Team USA and Canada, they, they hate each other in a real positive way. Right. They want to beat each other so badly, but it's a respectful place. It's a, a game of integrity. There's no cheap shots there's nothing weird about it it's it's a really healthy rivalry and i think that's what makes it so special uh, one final question before we let you go and, and get back to your thousands of jobs uh <laughs> the growth of girls hockey and women's hockey not only in the state but across the country i mean it's exploded over the last couple of decades what do you think has led to that and where do you see it going you know i think it's an example of when you know our players at the national team will say if you can see it you can be it and i think there's there's nothing more true um when when I see you know when we get the opportunity in next weekend uh, in a couple weeks to play at the University of Minnesota we'll we'll be on TV, and when young when young fans are able to see their their role models playing a sport that they are trying to play, then it gives them permission to to get after it. Sure. When they can't see it, when they when they can't read about it, when there's no stories about it, when nobody tells them about it, um, it's hard. And so I think the growth of women's hockey is is directly attributed to the fact of the visibility of the sport. And so we're always advocating, and I think our national team players across the country and across North America in particular, uh, in particular and across the world, they, they go out on a limb. You know, one of the things I appreciate so much about our college players and our national team players, whether they be from, you know, Hockey Canada or Team USA or Swiss or – Germany or Russia, anywhere, they're always doing anything they can to advocate for the next generation. And you don't see that a lot of times in other sports, in particular, you know, the men's pro sports, because they have other things to worry about. Right. And so I think the grassroots level that these players commit to, whether it's signing autographs or being on social media or doing the things they can, I think they recognize that's the important part to hopefully gain enough visibility to attract people to invest and then say hey the women's you know women's hockey or women's sports in general are an avenue where we can where we can promote and, and have some revenue gained and and uh and and once that happens you see it in, in the sport of soccer in particular all of a sudden you're selling out 50,000 people in a yeah. building i was fortunate to go to the, the carly lloyd finale over here in st paul you know a few months ago and and you had a packed you know allianz stadium and it's great. So I think that's the future of, of women's hockey. It's the future of women's sports. And we just have to make sure that uh, that we're doing it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure talking with you. Roll Toms. Go USA. Thanks, Corbo. Have a good day. 
Really had a lot of fun chatting with Joel Johnson, just a down-to-earth human being. And you're talking about somebody who's had a ton of success winning at all levels, winning six national titles with the University of Minnesota, uh, taking on the task of moving St. Thomas from Division Three to Division One in a very tough conference, and also taking over Team USA. All of those are big-time jobs, and Joel Johnson is just a regular old dude. Really great chatting with him. Appreciate his time. Team USA, well, they begin their quest for their seventh medal in seven appearances and defense of their 2018 gold medal on February 3rd against Finland in Beijing. Starts at 9.10 p.m. Beijing time at 7.10 a.m. Central Time. But a little bit of women's hockey with your morning coffee. That'll do it for this week's edition of Tommy Talks. We'll see you next time.